So what do you think is something that's really plaguing or bringing down people's financial success? You kind of touched on it a little bit, but can you kind of dig deeper into that? Yeah, it's, it's definitely the behavior side of things. Um, Interesting. So wow. it, it's definitely, um, no doubt. So everyone knows to go to the gym, right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows to save money. Everyone knows to do X, Y, and Z, eat, eat healthy, right? Why does nobody do it? It's because of different, different contributing factors, right? And, and there's various factors as to why people don't do it. But that's why I'm understanding the human biases that come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the lack of motivation in different areas, like you have to feel passionate about different areas or you're not going to succeed. Um, you have to have a detailed written plan or you're not going to succeed. Right, it's like, right. it's like me personally. So I'm very into fitness as well. And I used to do macros. And when I track the macros on a paper, I would do them. Now I don't do them because I don't track them. And I know I'm guilty of that, but I'm sitting here talking to you knowing I'm guilty of that. And yeah. like, and I know why. And so if I do that and I incorporate that back into the world of my life, like I would start to do it and I would be successful with it. And so if you don't have a plan, you don't track and stuff like that, um, you're going to lose motivation quick. If you don't know your why, you don't know mm-hmm. why you're doing it. That's also big. Um, if you're just blindly doing stuff, it's like, I always talk about my, in my content, why I'm doing what I'm doing. I always like to make a point of that. So yesterday I bought Facebook or last week I bought Facebook stock, but I posted yesterday about it and I explained my why, but I had people saying, Oh, I'm going to buy Facebook stock. It's like, because you said it, but it's like, did you think about this or the why behind why I did it? I, I explained my reasoning in great detail, but if you don't understand why you're going to do it and that stock drops, you're going to sell and you're going to buy high and sell low. And that's the worst thing you possibly do. Right. Exactly. So is that kind of the one thing you see with the people who you consult with is like they change their behavior and that's how they change their future all the time, all the time. It's it's initially the mindset. Um, and I know that sounds corny a lot of times, but if you, if you're trying to accomplish a goal and you're like, okay, I'm going to push it off to Monday or next week or whatever, you're not going to do that goal because you're not going to feel any different then. Yeah. If you feel different right away, it's because you really want to change. And that's when I see the most success when somebody, when I send a plan, so I'll send my financial plan to somebody and then I'll meet with them maybe like that, that next Thursday or whatever. Yeah. Um, if I meet with them and they're like, hey, I've already finished steps one through three or something like that. Yeah. I know instantly I, I've met somebody that's going to do something big, like instantly. Yeah. Uh, if somebody's like, oh, I don't know, I haven't really read the plan. I'm like, all right, we need to talk about this. Let's 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 start talking about this and get this get your uh, feet wet here. Because if, if not, if you keep pushing this off, it's not going to work. For um, sure. And I can tell the difference really fast. For sure. And kind of going back a little bit, backtracking, can you tell us a little bit about like your, so you are a CPA. How does that play into helping others with their personal finances? Yeah. So I think I have a lot of experience with people with the profession that I came from. So um, I was an auditor. So think of a consultant, um, not a policeman. And uh, (laughs) as a, as a consultant, essentially you have to work with a client. And so my, my strength at Deloitte was client relationships. And so building that relationship, that bond between the client and said policeman um, is a hard thing to do. It's hard to break that, that barrier because they look at you as a policeman. So learning those skills, those people skills helped me the most. Um, then on the technical side of things, I think balance sheets, um, understanding the financials behind companies and how they relate to the individual, um, you know, let's say statement of equity, balance sheet, income statement, uh, cash flow, like understanding how those on a professional level translate to a personal are so important too. So you have the numbers and the people and you mix them together, like a, my whole brand is built on and boom, you have a very good solution. Awesome. Awesome. And, and do, do you think personally that people who graduate with a CPA or a degree in accounting, that they only think that they can do public accounting and that wealth management is just off the table? 
or what do you think about that? Um, not really. Um, because you know what, I actually went for my CPA and I didn't really want to do accounting long-term to be honest. Gotcha. But I knew that the audit practice at Deloitte was going to open the doors up for finance. And my next move was probably going to be wealth management. Now I could have gone a better route and done CFP or CFA, but at the time I didn't know I wanted to specifically do that. Now, right. obviously we, it doesn't matter at this point because <laughs> I'm doing what we're doing. I'm doing now. And that right. doesn't require that, but um, yeah, I, th I think it, you can definitely, it's not, you should not be limited to in what you're doing. Um, the CPA is very valuable. And uh, if you work big four specifically, you have a, a bigger end to a lot of different companies just because of that solely. Gotcha. Interesting. So um, how, okay. So, so let's kind of dig into the budget thing because that's in your name and this is something that I really want to dig through. So what, how do you, how do you budget and how do you tell or teach people to budget and to stick with it? despite regular income or overspending, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I have a, um, I have my budget financial freedom course that really walks you through the very granular steps of how the technical side of things. Um, but when I'm looking at holistically and I'm just saying, Hey, how do you, how do you budget? I guess the, the question was, um, I'm yeah. going to say, I'm going to say this is I, I think a budget is just a spending plan. I think it's a spending plan to allow your life to be what you want it to be. And so I think a lot of people look at a budget as restrictive or like, like boring and mundane, but it's like, dude, this has helped me do a lot of things and I'm very passionate about it. And it doesn't take me much time at all. I think it takes me 30 minutes a month, maybe, okay. um, to actually do the budget. We have one meeting per month. We kind of, uh, decide on all, everything going through. I document it. We're done. And then we obviously record. So it really doesn't take much, but I think you need to build in the life that you want to live. But at the same time, if you're trying to pay off debt, if you're trying to do some big goals, you might need to sacrifice, but if you lay those things out on paper, you'll see the time frame of all that kind of stuff. And you can plug and play numbers to change those time frames. And it comes down to what you want to do. Are you willing to not go on vacation for a year? Um, if that's part of your plan, that's fine. But realize that money could be better used to pay off debt. And if, if you put it in a vacation, you're just going to take longer to pay off the debt. There's no problem with it. There's nothing wrong with it, but you have to understand that time frame and how that's affected. Right. No, absolutely. And what do you think um, is something that a lot of people overlook when they're investing or budgeting? Um, I think they make it too complicated, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think they like, they think this is like some like grand uh, thing. And they, I think it deters a lot of people from even starting. And I think the biggest thing is like my investment philosophy, my budgeting philosophy, everything is so practical and so easy for like right. anybody to do. Um, I mean, it's primarily low cost index funds and it's, a simple budget like that's all it is it's not like that complicated um you have people saying like i just don't know where to start it's like here's my course here's like my my philosophy i talk on ig lives all the time of how to do this i have a free budget template in my link in my bio like you guys could start this today and get started like it's not that hard it's a matter of wanting to start and so like that hard work initially is deterring a lot of people because they're like i don't know where to start that mind power of like yeah, thinking yeah. having to think through all this stuff um, initially it might be one of those buffers. And I think that deters a lot of people. If you like what you just heard, please like comment and share. This is Lance Mullen producer of the MSU WMA podcast, MSU WMA or Michigan state university wealth management association is a student organization, part of the Eli Broad college of business located in East Lansing, Michigan. Our mission is to inspire and educate the next generation of financial planners. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, please check out our channel on all platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
and check out our social media at MSUWMA and MSUWMA.com.